This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. Well, it could be the death knell for the Liberal government's assisted dying legislation. Or it could just be a snag. Remember Justin Trudeau removed the Liberal senators from the Liberal caucus and made them independent? That seems to be coming back to haunt him. Because the Senate voted yesterday to allow suffering Canadians who are not near death to seek medical help to end their lives. And that knocks out a central pillar underpinning the federal government's proposed new law on assisted dying that a person's natural death must be reasonable, reasonably foreseeable. And as you just heard on Bob's News, the government is not inclined to accept the Senate's amendment. And that, of course, is setting the Senate on a potential collision course with the government. As always, I want to hear from you on your thoughts on this. The numbers, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. A few minutes ago, I talked with Senator James Cowan, the leader of the Independent Senate Liberal Caucus. The court specifically said that if you were a competent uh, adult who clearly consents to the termination of life has a grievous and irremediable medical condition that causes enduring suffering that is intolerable to the individual is entitled to access medical assistance in dying. The government bill basically said that only those who are terminally ill could access medical assistance in dying. And in my view, and in the view of many experts that we've talked to, including the leading constitutional expert in Canada, um, Professor Peter Hogg, that renders the bill unconstitutional, that it would be, Parliament would be able to give, extend the category of people, expand the category of people who are entitled to receive medical assistance in dying, but it can't restrict, can't take away those constitutional rights that were granted by the Supreme Court of Canada. So our amendment restored the rights that were granted by the Supreme Court of Canada. That's perhaps the easiest way to put it. Now, uh, that provision is kind of the central pillar of the government bill. It's kind of a compromise. Uh, Does it put the whole thing in doubt? I hope not. I hope what the government, what we're simply doing is saying that in order to meet, to be constitutional, and I think that as a senator, certainly I take one of my primary responsibilities to look at the constitutionality of, of bills that, that we're, we're dealing with. And, and so I'm not going to vote for a bill that I believe on, on advice is, is unconstitutional, as I believe this Bill C-14 presently is. So we, we felt the most important place to start was to fix the eligibility criteria and to restore the eligibility to the level that was uh, determined by the Supreme Court of Canada. 
Does this set you on a collision course with the government? I hope not. The government has uh, has said that uh, they respect the Senate as a separate institution. They look to us for for thoughtful amendments, uh, that they will respect the work we do, and will look carefully at any amendments that uh, um, that we make. So I hope they will approach this uh, afresh, and I hope they will agree with us that this amendment is required in order to make the bill constitutional. We're now going to move on over the next few days to talk about safeguards to make sure there's no abuse of this power and that we that that the particularly the the vo- most vulnerable Canadians are those who uh, will make sure that they have uh, appropriate protections and we want to look at conscience rights for for medical professionals and uh, reviews and all that sort of thing but the central pillar of it is who's eligible to access this service. Uh, Senator Claude Carignan is about to introduce a kind of compromise amendment, which suggests that uh, when it involves someone who is not near death, that a judge has to sign off on it. Is is that something acceptable? Well, it, it, I'd say this, in, yes, but I, I think that the safeguards that are already built into the bill are fine. But I do understand that particularly with respect to applicants who are not near the end of their life, who are suffering intolerably, but are not terminally ill. There is a concern that we need to have somebody sort of to check off to make sure that all of those safeguards have been, have been, uh, have been, uh, uh, have been complied with. If that's required in order to reassure Canadians that uh, this system is safe, uh, then I would be prepared to support that. Mm-hmm. I am concerned about an additional you know, additional expense that might be involved in this in this application, but I think that it will be uh, that 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 can be managed, uh, perhaps through the through the facilitation of the provincial colleges of physicians and surgeons. Have you been in touch with the government to see if that would be acceptable to them? Uh, no, uh, I've had uh, any contact I've had with the government has simply been they they are firmly of the view that. Their, their version, their reading of the Carter decision, the narrow reading of the Carter decision, they think it's correct and they think that the end of life, um, terminal illness um, classification is, is sufficient. I disagree, uh, as do as does Professor Hogg and, and many of the uh, witnesses and obviously uh, the majority of senators uh, last evening. Uh, so what do you think of having this independent Senate that doesn't have to toe the line of the Liberal Party. Well, I believe, and I'm a Liberal. I'm uh, I'm a member of the Liberal Party, and until 2014 was a member of the National Liberal Caucus. But since that time, we've functioned as a Liberal Caucus, completely independently of the National Caucus, and we take no direction or uh, or uh, um, management from uh, the leader of the party or from the from from the caucus uh, on the other side. Uh, we form our own opinions, and we don't. We all vote independently. We work together because we think we can work more effectively together than we can individually. But we don't. We're not required. We don't have a caucus position on every view. For instance, on the. On I, the I understand that. What yeah. I'm asking you is, does that? How do you like your new freedom? Well, I like it. I think it's great, and I think that what you've seen in the Senate over the last couple of weeks has been very good work by senators. Uh, on all sides of the chamber. The senators have taken this very seriously. I've not seen a bit of partisanship 
on the on the opposition side or 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 on the uh, on the, anywhere in the chamber that people have taken independent and you know conservatives supported and 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 opposed the amendment last night liberals opposed and su- supported the the amendment last night the new independents some of them supported the amendment some of them didn't so that's the way the senate should function Okay. Uh, We will keep checking back with you as this progresses. Very interesting. I appreciate your interest. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we will indeed keep checking back. It looks like we're headed for a stalemate with uh, the Senate having one view and not signing off on the bill and the government saying they're not interested in the Senate's amendments. In the meantime, there is no law, but there are guidelines in place in the provinces, and the provinces have said they're not going to prosecute anyone who provides a service. So what uh, does it even matter that there is no law in place? Again, a very important and very interesting debate that we're going to keep following. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.